Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. This is Thesis. Everything is everything with your host, Jay Marie. That is me. How are you folks doing today? Well, we're going to jump right in it. We'll dispense with the pleasantries. Thesis, I named this show Thesis because I kind of have an idea. And the best way to describe it is... Is, is as such my thesis. Um, when I look at stories about religion, and not just Western religion like Christianity, Judaism, Jude, Judaism, but also like Buddhists and Hindus and, and many of the other religions, you know, we tend to want to separate each religion because it seems as though each religion says they're right. As far as who God is, creation, and whatnot. And then we have the battle against with the scientists. Well, the scientists, because for some strange reason, religion and science um, can't seem to get along. <laughs> it's either um, it, it's either God or evolution, you know. But my thesis is something like in the middle of both of those ideas. Um, the stories that religion tells us, um, I think they tell us more than what we can, that, than what we're aware of. For instance, because see, here, here, we, we want to think outside of the box. We want to explore and we want to question. And we want to challenge our, our own belief systems. We want to challenge our own thought processes a little bit. So here, let's start with this. One thing that I can never get over is this battle between the science, the sciences and religion. And I'm just gonna, I just wanna take, we're gonna point out, we're gonna talk about one specific issue, Adam and Eve, okay? Yes, there's the story of Adam and Eve, it, 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 it says what it says, um, but I think it does give us a couple of clues that we can explore that kinda make me um, fall on a different, um, here, let's let's explore this. Okay, so Adam and Eve were naked. Okay, uh, well, first of all, let me say, I think the story of Adam and Eve is a tale that has been told for a very long time. There's no telling uh, how long this tale has has been told throughout the the ages, and and so I see it as a historical tale of some sort like has some some history in there some actual history um and then like the best way that i want to describe it would be like in a generic sense the adam and eve story is a abbreviated story of mankind okay um because 
because okay let me i'm sorry and that's another thing that we're gonna have a problem with is is tangents because i can go on and on about tangents okay but we're gonna try to stick stick to the stick to the fact i mean stick to the points so adam and eve were naked okay oh that's right in a general sense adam and eve is a, is an abbreviated story of mankind and then so when we look at the science books and when we and and our, and our you know the archaeologists and the uh you know the whoever studies you know fossils and early man and everything you know we see these pictures of of the evolution right there's like an an ape and and slowly the next image is about like a ape that looks kind of more upright and as the images progress there's more upright and then at the last one it's the modern modern man okay um see I think that that says a lot about what science has discovered. I mean, these things are facts. They, they, you know, well, not facts, but very good theories as far as the evolution of man from a primate type species to what we are today. Okay. And now when we look back through the, we're going to have to use our imagination and, uh, and look back through the time machine. So we're going to go way, 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 way back to when man was a little bit closer to, let's say, what the what the evolutionary theories say. You know, an ape, upright, ape, man type being, you know, before they wore loincloths and, and clothing, you know, they're walking around naked. See, and in the scripture, it talks about how Adam and Eve were naked and they didn't know they were naked. Okay, so now let's go back to the early man, ape, upright, primate, more closer to man. Um, he's nude, he's naked, because, and Anne doesn't know he's naked because his understanding, the development of the mind of that specific species hadn't developed yet to to have an understanding of of these things so so in a snapshot adam and eve whatever this fruit was we'll get into the fruit part but it it tries to tell us that hey okay humans here, here i'm gonna tell you the adam and eve story in a generic in a generic way okay uh at one point in your human history, you weren't, your mind wasn't as developed as it is today. You know, you were more of, you were more of an animal looking uh, um, uh, being or species, sorry. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. And you were naked. You didn't know you were naked. And then as you progress through time, your brain developed and you started understanding the difference between right and wrong, naked and clothed. And, and there you go. <laughs> well, that, that story <laughs> didn't really come out too good, but hopefully we can, we can kind of see my point that I mean is like, for instance, when you look at the apes at the zoo, you know, they're naked. Yeah. They got fur or whatever, but they're naked. And, and they don't know that they're naked. You, you look into the eyes of a chimp 
or a, or a gorilla. And there's this innocence in those eyes, even though like the mountain gorilla is a fierce creature that can tear you from limb to limb. When you look into their eyes, there's this, this, this innocence. Yeah, I just, it, it feels weird even when you see it. It's like you just notice it. And what is that innocence I'm talking? It's like, do you think Mr. Gorilla at the zoo or wherever, does he know that he's naked? Does he even understand what naked is? I mean, animals are very intelligent, but from whatever it's, they're very intelligent. I don't, I don't really want to question how intelligent or whatnot because I haven't really dealt, I haven't really studied too much about it. But they are very intelligent. But I think we can we can ask a question that is like, okay, does he know he is naked? Does he does that gorilla understand what even naked is? The concept of naked. Does he even know? So the scripture says that 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 you know Adam was hiding, and God saw that he was hiding. He's like, why are you hiding? Uh, and he said, because uh, I, I, was, I was naked and I thought you would see me. Hold on, no. And, oh, yeah. And then God says, uh, who told you you were naked? You know? <laughs> and see, these stories, I, what I love about them is never mind the religion. You know, like, like, never mind that part about it, about the God part or everything. These stories tell us so much. And it's right there in our face if we're willing to let down our guard and to examine some of these things but but in a close in a close manner the way we're doing it here with with Adam and Eve you know the whole naked thing now you know in some of the studies that I've learned that I've listened to some of the lectures um in evolutionary theory or 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 biology uh or whoever studies the 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 evolution of man you know they know that there was a certain time where the the human branches of the species started developing the uh, uh the frontal cortex and if i'm not mistaken the frontal cortex it w is what regulates our behavior uh um and 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 we, and so the early man didn't have the frontal cortex so so, you know, in a general way, you can see it like, okay, then it regulates your behavior. So prior to having a frontal cortex, we're like wild animal, wild people, wild animal, a wild species, you know. Um, so, so by looking at these stories like that, um, I think at least it might get us interested in, in thinking a little bit more like okay so okay the the evolution says that some at one point we were like apes and we were actually literally naked and we literally didn't know what naked meant and that's what this bible story says also so these these kind of points like that we could we could look at them we could point at them and we can explore them uh, and, and it'll help us understand um, a lot more about what some of these stories are telling us. You know, I am a, I am a fan, a huge fan of, of philosophy, of Plato, 
and Socrates, uh, those two the most. Um, I've actually, I'm an audiobook guy, but I also buy hardcover, uh, I mean, I also buy actual copies of the book so I can have them to mark them up and to, you know, dog ear uh, pages or highlight pages or whatever. And uh, Plato's Republic, I've gone through it, uh, either reading it or listening to the audio uh, at least 10 or 15 times. It's probably my absolute favorite book of all time. Um, I'm amazed at the the wisdom uh, of Socrates and Plato. Um, you know, as in the descriptions of of the way they describe Plato's Republic is a fictional dialogue between Socrates and a bunch of his friends, several of his friends or acquaintances. Um, but as I read, when I read it, uh, when I listen to the words, it it doesn't come off to me, at least, as a fictional dialogue. It sounds more like verbatim, like somebody was transcribing the words uh, uh, that were going on in this discussion that uh, Socrates was having. Um, I love the way the mind, his mind thinks uh, and the way it's able to break down into simple forms, uh, understanding what justice is and, and the building of a society. And you know, and I, 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 in some ways, I think any, any idea, um, any, I think a lot of topics, a lot of questions, a lot of ideas, can be broken down into, into understandable pieces. And I think um, we are more prone to, 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 if something is easily digestible. You know, um, like I I see this all the time, like let's say on social media, you know, sometimes something can be very short and to the point, like very poignant uh, a, a statement or, or, or a, a bit of wisdom or something. And like the you can see those boom, one, two sentences, boom, your mind reads it, picks it up and boom. And it it's really digestible, <laughs> mentally digestible. And 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 you would. I think in some ways it, you, it would be easier to retain that information. And then sometimes you're scrolling through and you see like these long winded uh, something. I mean, I can never really get past the second or third sentence because by that time I'm like, no, you know, I'm not going to invest. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to invest, uh, you know, however long, <laughs> however long it's going to take me to, to read, uh, this long-winded post about, I don't know, whatever it may be. Because, like I said, I never get past the fourth or fifth sentence. Uh, no, I don't. And, and so, you know, sometimes things need to be delivered in a digestible manner, <laughs> a mentally digestible manner. Um, yeah, uh, so philosophy is one of my favorite, absolute favorite things to talk about. Uh, well, you know what? I I love philosophy. And see, the thing about he, what I want to do here um, on thesis is 
is this is explore so many different i i not and when i say ideas i mean things you know stories of religion i mean i've read some hindu books that are uh, about some of the gods and stuff amazing of interesting like stories and and then i see a lot of similarities some similarities in some of the teachings in the hindu scriptures that res that uh, resemble christianity that resemble western uh, religion uh, the buddha as many of you probably know if you're listening here if you're listening to this show i would probably assume that that you've probably looked into a little bit about these kinds of topics and these are the kind of topics that interest you um, and as you some of you may know uh, is that the buddha are very similar to what jesus christ taught very very similar and uh you know that just drives me in my mind to to believe that there is like this actual ultimate standard you know that we humans call god right because we we have no way of of really describing what this what this 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 way of existence you know uh, so whatever this ultimate creator power that governs and you know all these things the humans came uh, to describe it as god as the father as the creator as you know all these different ways and the different religions try to explain and explore uh, because you know we got to remember these are different times ages in history different cultures and types of people in different parts of the world but that have come to a, a lot of the very same ideas or ideals together you know how 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 could there be is it just by coincidence let's say that uh, that many of the world's religions have a similar theme or or maybe it's something that there was a, a prior time in our existence where these ideas had already been taught to to the populations of earth back in those days whatever you know whatever thousands of years ago it might have been you know because our archaeology and stuff only kind of goes back uh, you know a few they found old you know things like the blackley tepley or whatever you know those these places that are like literally thousands and thousands of years old right but um human history you know popular human history you know popped up around uh the assyrian uh what babylonian prior like those times you know because that's about as far back as we can find tablets and whatever you know but i i think there was a prior time to that or we just haven't you know we haven't found the right i don't know um, age measuring system i mean i think i, I guess um uh, the um carbon dating is pretty trustworthy uh seems like seems like that is a popular 
uh, test to use to try to figure out some of the ages of these of these ruins or or items that they might have found somewhere. But uh, yeah, I believe that human history goes so far back, and there's so much. And and if you think in, if you think about in terms of thousands of years, the only thing that survives, you know, destruction, devastation, famines, and wars, uh, is is verbal stories. And, uh, you know, when you play that game uh, at school where you all line up and and somebody starts at the bottom and says something to the guy next to them and, the, and it keeps passing down and by the time you get to the other part, the story has changed somewhat, but it's similar, generally similar, but maybe there's some stuff added on, you know? So when I look at some of these religious stories or whatever, they have a big, they have a lot of similarities to them, you know, because I think we, we humans are tribal, of course, we all know that. And uh, that's why we have our different, uh, you know, types of churches and denominations and stuff. But see, they all basically follow the same guideline. Uh, so all all of the Christian churches follow the Holy Bible. And then all of the synagogues follow the Torah and the, uh, I'm sorry, I, I, don't, I don't know the different books or actually can't remember the names of them, but you know what I mean. You know, the Buddhists have the, the writings of the Buddha, which are, I believe, a set of books, uh, maybe five or six of them. I, I know one for sure that is my favorite called the Dhammapada. I have several copies uh, to hand out to some of my friends who are interested, and I also have the audiobook. It's very beautiful. I recommend it. You know, it's free on YouTube, of course. You can just go on YouTube and listen to it. It's sort of like, uh, so some of you who might want to be wondering, what, what, what is it or how is it? Is it like very churchy or religious-y? No, it's, it's very, it's wisdom. It's, it's like a wisdom teaching, sort of like Proverbs. Not sort of, very close to like Proverbs. So, so if you kind of like the Proverbs and the Bible or the Japanese or Chinese Proverbs and stuff, you'll really love the Dhammapada. It's called the Dhammapada. <laughs> How's it spelled? Let me see. I got the book here. Um, Sorry, let me get over a little bit. Dhamma Pada D A H. Where is it? Okay, guys. Well, I'm sorry. I'm taking forever. Dhamma Pada Buddha's uh, teachings. You'll find it. It's like it's definitely very similar to the proverbs, and I love it. And uh, as you, if you as you listen or as you read, you will see the very general similarities to to what Jesus taught. So, see as we go on, part of my thesis is is that there is a middle middle section. There is a middle ground to all of it. Um, there is division in categories like science or astrology or religion, history, but but they all exist within the same world. You know, we categorize stuff 
what the sciences did uh, is give us tools, you know, categorizing things is a tool to easily remember or, or, you know, when you have a messy desk and you're trying to find an important paper, it's hard because everything's out of order. But when you put things in order and in categories, it makes it much easier to, to find. And that's what the sciences did for us. And um, so all these different categories of existence, science, philosophy, uh, you know, and we can get into even like the, 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 t the things like microbiology and like these specific, very specific studies of, of things within this same existence. You know, religion is an institution that exists within, and I don't mean institution, uh, I mean in, in this purest sense, it exists within this this same, it exists within the same realm as science does. So why why did why do they feel, and I say they in a general sense, whoever these folks who like to fight about science or religion, you know, um, why do they, why is there a need or a feeling of a need to fight on it? I can see both things being right, you know, and we will get, that's one, another thing that we're going to get into here, uh, here on Thesis is the whole concept of God. You know, I kind of touched a little bit on it, but that one is, a, we're going to have to, we're going to do that in parts and pieces because there's so much there. Uh, it's, and see, and don't get me wrong, this is not a religion. I'm not here to push religion. I hope, I hope, you know, I want to make that very clear. I'm not here to push religion. I want to, I'm here because I love the study of the religions of the world. We're talking the different religions. Um, but, but not to push any specific belief, uh, belief system, but more to explore the idea of this monotheism or, or, uh, or, or the different, um, the different types of, uh, of, um, like the, you know, in Hindu, they got a lot of gods and, you know, and the Greeks had gods and the Romans had gods, plural, you know, so we can explore those ideas too. Like, well, what do they mean by gods? And like, what were the characteristics of these gods? You know, when we can explore, we can explore those ideas, you know, through the lens uh, of different lenses. And that's the thing is, Different tools help us do different things. So we can explore some of these ideas through the lenses of, of like sociology, through the lenses of history, history, sorry, like in, in a historical value. Um, also like through a religious lens, like a religion uh, uh, as far as the, the way we understand religion today in our modern terms. We're going to delve into term, terminology, too. Words. Um, I love the way language evolves over time. Uh, you know, in, in Rome, they spoke Latin. Uh, but because, because of the prior, uh, when the Greeks, around the Greek times, the Greek empires, um, you know, they spoke Latin. So the, the language continued from ancient Latin, I guess, to to the Roman times. But then once Rome collapsed from within, 
um, all the different regions of Rome kind of put their own little twist onto onto Latin. <clears throat> like a perfect example that I like to give when I talk about this with my with my friends is um, uh, like up north, you know, in, in the in the northeast in in New York and Philly, you know, they they have certain ways of talking, uh, certain words and twangs and and um, certain slang words, you know, that that down here in the south we don't because uh, I live in the south, I live in Texas, uh, that we don't really maybe sp speak in that in the in that way, and sometimes maybe not even understand what it means. Like uh, uh, people from the north when they come down to the south and then they hear us say y'all. Um, you know, I've had people ask like, "What is y'all?" <laughs> and you know, we say y'all as you all, you know, like uh, all of you all, like as a group. <laughs> but we use it as uh, as a you know, we we say y'all, hey y'all, you know. What y'all doing tonight? You know, those type of things. But see how the language, um, as I was saying, the different, it's, we both speak English, but we put our own little, a little, little twist to it here in the South, just as they do up North or West in different regions, you know, in the South and the deep South, they speak different than they do uh, here in Texas, you know? Um, and so when I look at Latin and I look at it in, in a, in a time-lapse manner, I like to use my imagination, and I think that's a good tool that we can use here as we explore, and that I recommend to you is is and and you probably already do it anyway, but for those who might be new to this, who are who are new and really want to start pushing their minds a little bit further and 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 trying to soak in as much information as you can, is uh, use your imagination, you know. The way you have a control, let's say on a movie on your DVD player, you can forward it and pause it and reverse it or speed it up or slow it down. When you think of a timeline, think about it the same way. So when I look at uh, Rome collapsing, and Rome was huge. I mean, it's most of, I mean, not most, all of Europe, a lot of North Africa and into the Arabias, you know, it was a very big, it was a very big empire. So when it collapsed, the different regions that all had a common language of Latin, and some had their other native tongues, of course. Oh, and we'll get it. Hold on. Remind me. Okay. Native tongues. Um, and, oh, so, so the native tongue will mix with the, with the common language, and there'll be a little, a little twist there, like the way we do in modern times when we speak Spanglish, because I, I am of a, of a, my parents were from Mexico. Uh, and so we tend to throw in words sometimes like, puedo estar hablando en español, and then I'll be like, what? In English, you know, <laughs> so they call it Spanglish, you know, and uh, and so I can see that effect in the language as it carries through through history. So we're looking at Latin and the different areas that all spoke the common language of Latin uh, as time went on, developed their own language, Right. Italian, it's very similar to Spanish, and and if you if you know Spanish, you you can do Italian and and kind of understand it. You know, so you can understand some of the words, if not most of them. Same thing with Portuguese, um, or French. You know, and uh, and that that's like wow, and that happened. So I guess Rome was collapsing around the mid first. Uh, millennium, I I guess, right? Wait, 
19, uh, no wait, uh, 2000, shoot, I don't know, but whenever it started collapsing, we can, we can look, we can look for it later, but it's fine, we know what we're talking about, we're talking here in general terms, when it started collapsing and all these different regions became their own governance, and their own governments, and they made their own, um, common language, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, French, all of these languages derived from uh, from Latin. And that's an interesting view of things when you look at it in a scope of, of a timeline, sort of like you move forward the timeline. And I think and I think maybe even after about a hundred years or so, like maybe one or two generations removed, um, is when this when the when the new language really locks in because the older people, the older generations that lived uh, and talking the the original language die off, and then you have the new language carry on after. So I'm thinking maybe within within a hundred years, maybe these languages, um, these regions, uh, develop their into their own proper languages, or maybe maybe a couple, maybe a few more years, a couple hundred years or something. But that's very interesting because here we go back to the thesis. Oh, and let me let me point out that. So I'm thinking we're thinking on our feet here. We're we're just going through and we're we're thinking on our feet and we're exploring these ideas. And when I come across um, a point that kind of fits into this whole thesis, this whole my thesis, let's call it my thesis, right? The everything is everything. That's my thesis, and, and that's what we're exploring together i'm gonna point it out so i'm gonna say oh here's a specific point about thesis right and i don't mean thesis the show i mean my thesis so we just we just explored about the languages in rome how how after a couple hundred years maybe they developed the different regions developed their own language languages and then so when I think of that, like, wow, but you know what pops into my mind when I hear that? The Tower of Babel. Okay. <laughs> now, remember, I'm not pushing religion on you. I love to. I want to explore these ideas because what? Ugh, my questions are like, what is this? What are they trying to tell us? So whatever this, and see, here's the thing. We have... We have, we're humans, we're imaginative, so we tell these stories in a big, broad, um, uh, theatricals, you know, like, the Tower of Babel story is literally, like, two paragraphs long, if I'm not mistaken. Mind you, I'm no Bible expert, I mean, I, I studied Christian theology for a year and a half, uh, but all my other studies are, are self, uh, self-inflicted, <laughs> so I do read the scripture stories. Uh, and then I do read the uh, apocryphal books, the books that, that weren't included in the Bible. There's a lot of good, cool stories that we can explore there. Uh, but then I also have some of the writings of the Buddha. Uh, and I've explored uh, the Hindu religion uh, uh, somewhat. It's very difficult, but um, yeah. But so, so the story that jumps out to me is the Tower of Babel, you know. Because I like to see these stories in a general, like the most generic sense that you could probably, that you could possibly imagine. Okay, 
Never mind the tower, never mind God, all of that. Let's look at the story in a general sense. You know, there was a, there was a civilization, a huge civilization. They were rich and they were industrious because they can build huge, gigantic towers. Um, it kind of gives us an idea that the people of this nation grew prideful and, uh, you know, they were just so rich and, and w whatever, right? And, uh, and something happened. <laughs> so, so, so taking away the part about the tower trying to reach to the heavens and God, you know, there's a lot of different, uh, discussions that can be had about that. Uh, but let's let's look at more uh, through a sociological lens. I think like okay, so it tells us this society was rich, wealthy, exuberant, tall towers. So you know, a big tall tower that reaches into the sky. Uh, you know, wow, uh, elab uh, elaborate, uh, whatever. And the kingdom seemed to have been pretty large. Um, but I guess, is it talking about a town? I mean, of course, it's called Babylon or Babel. Uh, but, you know, we do know of the, the empire, Babylonian empire. I wonder if it was the similar one in this story. But anyhow, see, tangent. So anyhow, the story goes, there was a people, they grew exuberant and prideful, and then something happened and then they all didn't understand each other and went about their own ways oh but 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 that something that happened um well, we're gonna we're gonna say what the scripture says you know they built a tower because they wanted to reach heaven and god got mad and knocked down the tower and then he said let's confuse their languages so they won't understand each other and won't be able to build stuff like this anymore so God snaps his finger and everybody can't understand anybody no more. And they all go, they all go their own ways. Okay. When we look at that story and then think about what we spoke about earlier, about what happened to Rome. You know, it was an empire. And, you know, if you're a, if you're a fan of the Roman history, you know that it collapsed from within itself because of corruption in the Senate and the senators and, and the backstabbing. Oh, literally, a rim shot, the backstabbing <laughs> of Caesar and, you know, these things. And, and the, and the um, so we can say they grew prideful, the people. And, and, okay, and then like in the story over here, it talks about a big tower that can reach heaven. Well, in Rome, you know, they built monuments, you know, the Colosseum, uh, big giant monuments to the gods or, or, or whatever, you know, to and the gods of entertainment or, or something like that. And they became prideful and whatever, and they collapsed. So, you know, over here, God collapses their tower. And here in the Roman Empire, the, the uh, empire collapsed, you know. So metaphorically, it's even similar. Metaphorically, they collapsed. And then, after, you know, so see, 
the story of, 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 like I was talking about earlier about Adam and Eve, it's an abbreviated story of mankind. So I want to think about that in the same way when they talk, when whatever this, this story of Babel, Torah, Tower of Babel story is, I think it's an abbreviated thing too. Because when I look at it, what it's telling me generally, so this empire collapsed, something happened amongst the people, and they couldn't understand the, each other. So when I look at that, let's say like a fast forward button, in the Rome, so at one point they all knew what they were saying, but in a mere hundred, in you know, in a mere hundred, maybe two hundred years, once these 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 separate regions developed their own language, they couldn't understand each other. But in the in the in the scope of time, it was a blink, it was a snap of a finger, it was instantaneous because let's. You know, like I said, I don't know the exact time, the time span from when Rome collapsed to when, let's say, when Spain developed Spanish. You know, the people of Spain have already developed Spanish fluently and spoke it, you know, um, but we're going to assume a couple hundred years. Uh, and just for, for general discussion, it's like a couple hundred years is a snapshot in in the scope of things it's you know in a thousand years a couple hundred years i mean dude that's you know and, and why did i say a thousand i don't mean a thousand in thousands of years you know in the you know science tells us that modern mankind has probably been around probably close to a hundred thousand years and modern man man uh, mankind you know we are the modern iteration of the of the evolution of of the species you know that's what we are here right now you and i we are modern man and sciences put us at about i'd say probably without googling it i say probably around a hundred thousand years or so but of course mankind's ev evolutionary history goes way way back probably not probably i mean literally probably literally <laughs> millions of years <laughs> however long it may be billions maybe since the time since time created you know and see here's the thing you know we can believe in what the scripture tells us you know i believe these we're gonna get into it a lot but like you know i can have a heart of a believer i, that I can believe in something greater than myself you know, if we want to describe it as God, we want to use the word God or, or you know, whatever. whatever. I just kind of have faith that there is something greater. And that's what we're exploring here. And like I said, this is not about religion. This is not about God or Jesus. This is about, about everything else, everything else together, everything, everything, everything. So what I was just going to say is that you can be a believer in in your holy scriptures whatever they may be and you can also be a believer in what the sciences tell us don't feel as though you have to choose one or the other because above everything above interpretations above it all there is truth whatever the truth is it exists and you and i can find it by digging by asking questions by examining and by by educating ourselves, you know, by reading, reading 
up on philosophy, reading and understanding history, reading about religion and not just our own religion, dig into other religions, other people's religions that that interest you just to know more about just to know more about what the religion teaches and also to to open your eyes to where there is so many similarities between the religions uh, the sciences are so amazing they tell us so many things and oh god i love science too uh, uh, see we could look at science uh, through history like in on an archaeological <laughs> sense and also evolutionary like dinosaurs and see it's historic but it's a science you know and we can look at things through through that lens also um you know sometimes there's a big crossover between all of it so when i say that everything is everything it's it's this idea to me that that there is an intersection between all of these things like I said earlier, we categorize these things to make life a little bit easier on ourselves. Sciences, the religions, uh, agriculture, uh, whatever, <laughs> you know, uh, whatever, um, weather. So see, we do, we, we categorize this world that we live in this existence that we live in into different things to make it more easier for us to uh, to succeed as a species and to continue prop propagating <laughs> throughout time as we have been doing for however many hundreds of millions of years um everything is everything uh, we're going to explore ideas we're going to we're going to talk about ideas we're going to challenge our thoughts and hopefully learn new things together um i will share a lot about the different books that i read and the uh, different topics that i like uh, i mean you've gotten a taste of that here today on our inaugural show <laughs> thank you uh went by really quick uh, we're probably like at 40 something minutes but it's okay time is no problem um i actually am a podcast Podcast fan myself so i i kind of like long podcasts so hopefully you'll like this um i'm new to the platform so if there is a way to to I haven't examined it yet but uh you know subscribe give me a four star rating and leave a uh, a comment or a review if you like it tell me what you think and uh also Maybe some questions or, or different ideas or topics that you might want to hear. Uh, we're going to cover everything. I mean, there is no boundaries here. We're going to cover everything from the sciences to histories and philosophy. And well, we might, we might even sometimes, you know, supernatural stuff comes up. Metaphysical, maybe even. We're not going to get all weird on you. We're not going to get all coast to coast on you. <laughs> Although some of those things are 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 interesting topics you know like sasquatch like what is it you know is it an ape or what i don't know but we will talk about a lot of things hope you enjoyed the show please subscribe tell your friends if you like it uh as we go on we're gonna do this more and more we're gonna meet my friends um and then we're gonna meet and talk to some very interesting people as we go along thank you so much for joining me this is jay marie uh i just want to say thanks to everybody who 
uh, who stuck around to the end. I appreciate you. And I uh, hope to see you back here soon. Peace.